Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Reach or Miss, episode 139. Hey, Richers, this is Hayut, and I believe you're going to love my guest today. Bob Berg is the co-author of the Go Giver book which is one of the best sellers among entrepreneurs, small companies, owners, and very successful presidents of big companies as well. I think there is a lot to take from his show, not only for the daily business success of your entrepreneurship, but also for other things in life, including raising a fund, succeeding in some personal achievement, and just Good tips to live great life. So, enjoy! Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker at company leadership and sales conferences sharing the platform with everyone from today's business leaders and broadcast personalities to even a former U.S. president. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales of well over a million copies. His book, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann itself, has sold over 925,000 copies, and it has been translated into 28 languages. Bob's and John's newest parable in the Go-Giver series is the Go-Giver Influencer. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defense of the free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He is also an unapologetic animal fanatic and is a past member of the board of directors of Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his town of Jupiter, Florida. Bob Berg, what a pleasure to have you. Hi. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm so happy we managed to make this meeting and that you are with us. And I just shared with my audience uh, what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us, what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Well, you know, I've I've been doing this work for quite a while now, over 30 years, and I still enjoy it. I still speak at conferences and conventions. I don't speak at at as many anymore. I'm now 61, and (laughs) I set a limit on how many out-of-town, out-of-state engagements that I'll do. But uh, I still enjoy the ones that I do. We were doing more work online now with uh, creating courses and so forth, online courses. And we have a team of certified go-giver speakers that license my material. So all of that keeps it very uh, exciting. Tell me a bit about the, the go-giver, how it started, how it came to be what it is today. 
Well, The Go-Giver is a business parable uh, co-authored with John David Mann, who's a, a fantastic writer and storyteller. Uh, I'm much more of a how-to person. I'm step one, step two, step three. Mm -hmm. So it's a good collaboration. The idea came because I, I had a book out many years ago called Endless Referrals. Uh, the subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. And it was a book on how entrepreneurs and salespeople could go out into the marketplace and, and easily and confidently create relationships where people felt good about them, where people would know them, like them, trust them, want to do business with them, want to refer them to others. And uh, it was a traditional how-to book, and it has sold very well. But I loved reading parables. I'm an avid hmm. reader, so I read all sorts of books. And, and I've always loved parables, which are you know, basically short stories with a message and tend to contain several principles that are that are easy to apply. And I, I, for the longest time, thought it would be such a great idea if we could take the the basic premise of the of endless referrals, which is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to hmm. those people they know, like, and trust, and turn that into a, a parable. So I really thought, well, what's the essence of a person who's able to to both quickly and sustainably create those know, like, and trust relationships. And basically it's that they are always focused on giving, giving value to others. And so we came up with the title, The Go-Giver. Which is a fantastic title, of course. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, well, you know, it's... it's uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it, titles are important. <laughs> they say don't judge a book by its cover, but that's exactly what we do. <laughs> they are so important. The part of the first impression before you even open a book is what it does to you, what, exactly. uh, what you think about it when you hear the name. So I think the name is fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, the, the, the basically the premise of The Go-Giver is simply that shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a, a pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. Definitely. I think it's much wider than that, isn't it? It's also a part of living your life. Yes, and we did put a subplot in there about Joe, the, the, the main protege in, in his mm. marriage and so forth, because, and, and as Pindar, the main mentor in the story, told Joe that any universal law really works across the board. So when we talk about success, there's, you know, success can be measured on many levels. There's success in terms of financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, relational, and probably a dozen other ways that mm. success can be measured. And if you apply the five laws or the five principles we, we provide in the story, mm -hmm. then the chances are very good you're going to have success in the area that you choose. You know, I think we both share also being in business before entrepreneurs were called entrepreneurs and before the online. Did you find any differences there? Did you believe in providing value the same way before the internet? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, again, business is, you know, is really a relationship between two people. And you could say, well, what about companies? Well, you know what? Companies are owned and run by people. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, that's what I say. Always people behind that. Decisions are made by people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so really, it's just the Internet is different media. 
a different medium. It's different platforms, but it's still, but, you know, even online, you know, people don't do business and refer business to those computers they know, like, and trust, but to those people they know, like, and trust. So really the, the basic principles of business networking, relationship building, and business in itself is really very much the same in terms of the overall general principle. I love that because I think one of the things that happened through this the social media that sharing content for free became part of doing business today. I think in some ways some of the entrepreneurs that I work with find it a bit difficult to take it to the real world. Well, okay, so you know when we talk about on the internet and people expecting things for free, well, content is you know is part of that, and there's a lot of content that that you put out there for free, but that's not being a go-giver. And it's not not being a go-giver. It just it really has nothing to do with that. It just is a strategy that is used. Well, for for example, with with our books, you know, we give away a free couple of chapters. Why? Because our experience is that if people read a chapter or two and it's the type of book they would like, they'll buy the book. Sure. And this is a, a way of doing business, isn't it? Yeah, it's a strategy. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's good. It's a good strategy because when you can do that, it's, it's wonderful. You can provide some information so people can do it through videos. They can provide, you know, 10 tips on this or five things to avoid or, you know, whatever you want to do, or it might be a 15 minute consult or something, but that's not something you have to do. And again, that's not what we're talking about by, by bringing value to people's lives. There's many ways to do that. So you can meet someone in person, let's say, And you communicate value mm. by simply focusing on them during an initial conversation, okay? Not focusing on yourself and your business like most people do, but focusing on the other person and their business. It's asking that person, how did you get your start as a so-and-so, so-and-so? And when mm. they answer the question, they feel good about it. Right there, you've provided value by making them feel good about themselves. It's asking a person a question such as, uh, You know, I, I always love connecting good people with other good people. How can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good prospective customer for you? And so, you know, we're communicating value to that person right there. Uh, we, uh, we often talk, remember, value is, is simply relative worth, the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. So what is it that they might find to be a value? If you, can you introduce them to someone else and, you know, and put two good people together that may be able to benefit? Can you provide them with some helpful information? Uh, you know, it, it's just, hmm. um, it's just being a person, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just looking for ways to, yeah, it's just looking for ways to make another person's life better. And so, um, Uh, so whether it's online or offline, there's lots of ways to bring value to someone's life. And it, it might be that when it comes down to um, they're getting to, to, to know you better and maybe being interested in your product or service, it might be that part of the value you're providing them is some information on it that they can utilize and, and get to feel comfortable with first before taking the next step. major step with you or it might be you might be in a business where that's never where it's never the case that that happens but when when they finally do decide to do business with you it's because they have become impressed by both your hmm. your competence and your character and they they feel as though you are the type of person that they would trust to work with I love that do you see yourself as an entrepreneur oh I am definitely an entrepreneur I do think you are definitely an entrepreneur <laughs> 
I wanted to ask you what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur out there regarding customer focus or the approach towards customers because we feel this is the most important part of doing business mm-hmm. being focused on your customers and something that somehow when you're coming from the idea from bringing a product and not from looking for the need like we used to do uh, sometimes it gets confusing it's not so easy to focus on your customers so what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur out there Well, you know, one of the things I say when I speak at a, at a sales conference is I'll say, uh, nobody is going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to buy from you because you need the money sure. or even because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you only because <laughs> they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or for, from anyone else. So it is actually sure. our job as a salesperson to take the focus off of ourselves and place it totally and squarely on them. Discovering, and this is really what selling is all about, it's discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them out. To get it hmm. and the only way we can discover this is by stepping out of ourselves and into their world we ask questions and we listen and we listen thoroughly and we listen totally so that we can we can really determine again discover what they are looking to accomplish through this hmm. and it's only and this is really the most important part of the sales process and And the most important part of marketing, I mean, it is. this is all about it, looking at things from the point of view of your customer. It absolutely is. And when we talk about value, you know, we talk about what we call the elements of value. And there are, and there are many ways to communicate our value over and above the intrinsic value of the product or service. Because let's face it, mo- technology has leveled off the playing field. And I don't just mean the computer, I mean... Most products and services, they, they pretty much work, right? <laughs> uh, most television sets work. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're good, they're big, they have good, good uh, reception. You know, it's not like the days when I Definitely. was growing up when, you know, if you could get a good picture on your television, that was a big thing. You know, most cars work. You had to uh, hold the antenna or hold it tight that it will uh, work, isn't it? I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. times I was the rabbit ears <laughs> of my family, where I had to stand there with the tinfoil <laughs> thing and adjust my you know, position to try to you know, get the TV reception. Sure. I mean, that's not even an issue anymore, right? The technology has advanced so much. Most products and services are good, and there isn't a real big difference between any two or more products. Well, the problem with that is... Is that you know as the entrepreneur the problem with that is that if your potential customer or client cannot distinguish between any two or more products then they're always going to go with who has the lowest price and unless your yeah. last name is is Walmart or or uh, amazon.com <laughs> trying to make low price your unique selling proposition <laughs> right and I say that with quotes yeah. around it Uh, is not a good idea. Yeah, it's sure. not a good way to do business. It's not profitable. It, it's certainly not sustainable. So we need to be that additional value in that person's mind if we're going to take the competition and price out of the picture. Because when you try to sell on low price, you're a commodity. 
when you sell on high value, sure. you're a resource. So how do you become that resource? How do you communicate that additional value? Well, again, there are probably hundreds of ways, but they tend to come down to five what we call elements of value. And those elements of value are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the mm -hmm. degree that you and everyone on your team is able to communicate those elements of value at every touch point from the time you first meet that person, whether it's an inbound connection or outbound or in your neighborhood or, or wherever it happens to be, uh, through the, the relationship building process, through the follow-up and follow-through, through the sales presentation, and through the referral aspect, that's the degree that you mm -hmm. distinguish yourself from everyone else. Hmm. I love that. And um, I know you've got a lot of successes, and we will talk about it in a minute. However, I would like you to tell us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers or one of the biggest the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most yeah. can you share that with us oh sure um <laughs> well this happened in the uh, the the mid to late 90s i think more like the late 90s as the internet was really starting to become part of the picture mm -hmm. now i have always been very uh technologically disinclined, okay, or non, okay. not inclined. And so, you know, I had a successful business, things were coming along really well, and I was enjoying it. And all of a sudden, this internet thing comes along, and people <laughs> are switching over to this and that and doing more business this way. And the customers want to be now contacted this way and do this and that. Well, you know, I, I didn't want to make that change. I liked it as it was. And I was really scared about the technology. And I sort of did what we all know not to do. And that is I just ignored the trends. Hmm. And I said, well, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm big enough now. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was very wrong. <laughs> that was a that was a mistake. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, it really set my business back and I, I was really in a position where I had to start oh. all over again because I lost a couple of big clients and it really took a lot out of my business. So I had to realize that the, you know, the question wasn't, do I like change? Because the fact is I really don't, uh, you know, I know we're supposed to say, oh yeah, change is great. Embrace change, change it. No, I don't like change. Uh, and so, and so uh, but the question isn't, do I like change? It's, do I want to have my business successful? And if I do, then I need to change <laughs> and adapt with the time. So that was a, a very painful lesson. And now, of course, most of my business is through the internet and, and so forth. But I brought mm -hmm. on a, a business partner who is just wonderful. She's just fantastic when it comes to, to uh, technology. And she guides me through it and makes it very easy for me. But so, uh, yeah, that was a big mistake. And remember, you know, it's, it's not how we want to do business with our customers. It's how our customers want to do business with us. Definitely. Definitely. And I can identify with you so much because I remember when I just started to work with entrepreneurs, the issue was that most people found it very difficult to accept any change, to start something new. And today we are changing our habits every <laughs> five minutes. I mean, everything is changing. So I think I can 
totally understand and agree with so many things that you're talking about because we didn't think that everything is going to change almost all the time. No. When it just started to happen. No, it's a, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a new world and, and it's, you know, <laughs> it's not going to stop uh, anytime soon. No, it's not. No, it's not. And now I would like you to share with us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. Well, early on, I was um, a, a few years into my business, there was a, a client that I a client group that had a lot of, of branches that I really wanted to work with. And I was uh, not able to even find out, I always say not only could I not get in the front door, I couldn't even locate the front door. Uh, it was just a very close, <laughs> very difficult family of companies to get into. But um, what happened was, as I when I had uh, Soon after I started speaking, I became a member of the National Speakers Association, and I began really creating relationships with a lot of the speakers, and I was always looking for ways to bring value to them. So I would, <laughs> when I would write articles for magazines, which back when I was starting, that was a, a big way of positioning yourself into certain industries by writing articles for their trade magazines. And so I had a whole lot of magazines I was submitting articles for and, and had a whole lot of relationships with, with, uh, with the editors. So I would often refer, you know, I would say to them, you know, I've got a bunch of associates, uh, colleagues within the National Speakers Association who I'm sure could write great articles. Would you like me to connect you with them? So I was always connecting other speakers with, with these magazines, okay, which was appreciated mm. by everyone involved. Of course. I would also, you know, introduce speakers to other speakers who I thought would be uh, helpful to each other. And I was always, always making connections for people and trying to provide value in any way I could. I would also, after I had done a program for a company, I would then see if they would like me to refer other speakers. So hmm. what happened was there was uh, the one person in particular who I got to know him and uh, his, his wife and his kids, and they used to all come to the, the meeting. And got to know them over a couple of years and I would refer him off and just for no reason other than I liked his work and, and uh, he was a great guy and loved his family. And, uh, but I was telling a person one time, another speaker that I was uh, about this, this company I was trying to contact and get in. And I was telling them how difficult it was. And he goes, Oh, I think that, and he named the name of the person, uh, they're one of his customers and I, or one of his hmm. uh, clients. I said, really? And he said, yeah. So I called them and I said to him, listen, I'm just wondering, I said, and I, I'm not in any way trying to encroach upon your client. So please feel free to just, you know, say no to this. And I'm not asking for a, a referral or a recommendation, but I'm wondering if you could just give me some advice on, you know, mm -hmm. how I would even find out who to contact and how to best approach them. And he said, nonsense, I'll, I'll have my client call you. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, what? And the very next day, his client called me personally, and I ended up wow. doing a program for them, and it resulted over the next three years in, you know, literally mm. millions of dollars worth of revenue. And so, and that was from, you know, one connection because I had gone out of my way to provide value for that person first uh, without any attachment to, you know, any kind of uh, yeah, you, you weren't uh, really expecting anything in return, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That's the whole issue. Yeah, I just did it because that's what you do. And uh, and it turned out really well. So I would say that was a, you know, a, a, a big success. It is. It is a big success. And I think you just named another thing together with bringing value. 
is just asking for advice. Right. The ability to call a colleague or even a, into one of the interviews, um, one of the ladies said that she is asking her competitors if they are better than her in something. So just asking for advice, I think it's something that sometimes we are so uh, afraid of doing. And when doing that, you, you just got so much more. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yes. Hmm. Do you remember, where was the point when you stopped chasing after your customers and started to attract them to you? Uh, I would say that while I, I always marketed outbound, other than the last few years, because remember, as, as I mentioned earlier, as I'm getting older, I'm wanting to speak less. So at this point, I'm not really... Um, outbound, you know, doing a lot of outbound, but I, but it's something where if I was still wanting to speak as much as I was, I'd still be doing outbound marketing, but mm-hmm. there, you, we should also be doing a lot more attraction marketing. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. that's a decision and that's a matter of making sure that we're, we're putting information out there, attracting people back to our website with something that they would be interested in knowing more about. So it's always got to be about how it will benefit them, not about not about us. But I would say it was probably right after the Go-Giver came out that, uh, and this is now about 12 years ago now, hmm. uh, you know, because my other books that I'd had, I used those books as uh, as tools, outgoing tools, just like when I would write articles. I used those as, as tools. And again, they were attraction tools, but they were also outbound tools because when I would call a potential client company or organization, I would utilize that, you know, the um, positioning tool of the articles and then later, uh, you know, uh, the books and so forth. So, but once, once the go-giver came out, um, we started getting a lot more inbound calls uh, Hmm. because the book just went through their organizations and their companies. And, and it, it was just a matter of, you know, do you have this date open to speak and what's your fee? And if the fee was matched with what they had to, you know, that they, in their budget, then we did it. And, you know, if not, then I would refer Hmm. them either to another speaker or of course now to one of my certified speakers that we have whose fees are less than mine, but we train them on how to speak on the go-giver. But, uh, so I would say it's really been the last 12 or 13 years that, yeah, that, that we've stopped doing as much outbound and it's, it's more at this point, they come to us. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I always believe that for each of us, there is one main factor that helps us and uh, made some of the way for us. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Uh, I would say that it is probably that I have a very highly developed sense of empathy for others. Hmm. So it allows me to be able to kind of get into the heart of other people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can, you know, I, can... I definitely do. You got uh, to my heart very easily. Aww. We just, I just <laughs> ask you to talk and you already made me feel great. So yes, I definitely <laughs> you. know what That's you're so talking funny. about. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it is a beautiful, I, I think it is a great factor and a beautiful one. Um, and now we came to my mountain question. And since I've been always imagining this journey of building uh, this know, like, and trust and building a brand and taking a position in the mind of customers as climbing a mountain, doing it part after part, step after step, 
and then taking another peek. Uh, at some point, I started to ask my guests whether they ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain. And of course, you can take it, as we said before, both to the physical mountain or to the metaphorical one. Mm. And I'd love to hear your answer. Well, on a physical level, I can, I can genuinely tell you I have never climbed a mountain. <laughs> and can just as genuinely tell you I don't plan to climb a mountain. Okay, fair enough. Uh, on the <laughs> things are clear now. <laughs> on the meta, <laughs> on the metaphorical level, I can tell you that I've climbed many mountains, and I, I think most of us have. I'm sure you uh, did. You know, and will I climb other ones? I, I mean, I, I guess I will because I think that's part of life. Uh, I think we're continually climbing mountains. We're setting new goals and and we have desires that that we continue to have because I think that we've really been programmed by our creator, if you will, to want to make a difference and to want to have something bigger than ourselves to live for. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see life as a series, you know, maybe a series of of hills and some mountains along the way. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you're not sure when one is one and, or whether it's the other. <laughs> and, um, Bob, what is, before we say goodbye and thank you for this lovely conversation, I want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for anyone of our listeners that would like to be in touch? I would say probably the site uh, thegogiver.com. Uh, without mm-hmm. the hyphen, thegogiver.com, or they could go to Berg, B-U-R-G.com. Uh, that tends to be more of a speaking site, and my blog is there at Berg at uh, Berg.com. Uh, but e- either one, uh, they can certainly find me and connect with me online and and, uh, and uh, on social media and so forth. That's great, and we will, of course, have all the links as well as links to the Go-Giver and okay. some of the other of the series in the show notes of this interview and Bob I had a lovely time and I would like to thank you so much for coming to talk with me well thank you thank you for having me I I love what you're doing and you just have such a wonderful kind and sweet essence about you it's just been a real pleasure Hmm, thank you Bob it has been a pleasure and um, let's stay in touch let's do that absolutely (laughs) take care thank you so much bye 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 And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.